Morning. How are we? Fresh off our five super Sundays. We had uh, five weeks ago, Dave Ryder from New Spring Church come and speak. Uh, week two, highlight of mine, uh, was me speaking. Uh, probably my favourite of the Super Sundays. Uh, then we had Hayden, a double dose of Hayden Nelson, weeks three and four. And uh, last week I heard great, great reports uh, about what Rob Mason had to come and share with us. And uh, let me tell you two things. Number one, do not take ever take it for granted of how blessed we are to live in a city where churches and church leaders are united as one church, albeit playing in different positions and meeting in different geographical locations, uh, to wanna see God's kingdom advanced throughout the entire city of Perth and beyond. Don't take that for granted. It doesn't happen in every city of the world. And, uh, and uh, the second thing I just wanna really highlight before we jump into Bulletproof this morning is I know that God spoke to you, and some of you, He spoke more than one thing to you during our Super Sundays. And I know that because people have been telling me, even when I was on holidays, people pinging me with things that God would say, that's cool, I love that. Um, just don't expect a reply. But um, mark that somewhere. Whatever God, a promise, a question, uh, an instruction, a word of encouragement, whatever it is, or those things are, mark them down. Because when God speaks, uh, there's something that we're meant to, to live on and, and fuel the next chapter of our lives. And the worst thing you could do is forget it. Uh, mark that down. Because we move on pretty quickly in the sense of we're now launching a brand new series called Bulletproof. And I'm convinced God's gonna speak to a lot of people over these next five weeks. But don't Forget what He's just spoken to you. And in fact, I very much think that He's gonna actually build on what He's been speaking through our Super Sundays. Now, we don't do judgy here at Elevate. And you need to understand that because I'm about to ask a question that has the potential of feeling like I'm gonna set you up for, for judging you, but I'm not, okay? We don't do judgy, but here's the question. And I want you to be honest, I'm not gonna judge you. How many of you have ever dropped a smartphone and had the screen crack in some uh, fashion. Okay, yeah, okay, it's, it's, that, that's hard to watch. It's hard to watch that many hands go up. <laughs> Unless it's a Samsung, then I, I don't care. But, um, okay, let me ask of those uh, people that put, put your hand up, let me ask how many of you, when you dropped your phone and had a crack, actually had a case on your phone? The, a case that you bought, okay, yeah, see, now, 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 for those of you that had a case, not only am I not judging you, I feel very sorry for you. There's a whole lot of love and empathy going out to you because I get it, you bought the case thinking somehow that case was gonna make your phone slightly less destructible, slightly less prone to cracking. Well, here's the thing, because I love you, because I'm good to you, I wanna let you know that right now on Amazon, you can buy this case. This case is actually bulletproof. It's, it's lit, you go into Amazon and you type into the search field, bulletproof phone case, and you will see this and you can buy it. Don't, don't just take my word for it. There's reviews on Amazon 
And a couple of people took this out for a little product test. Here's the results of their product test. They fired, they fired multiple caliber uh, weapons at this uh, allegedly bulletproof iPhone case, just to test if it was indeed bulletproof. And uh, I can assure you from their extensive product testing that this case is indeed bulletproof. So, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Quiet, Jared. And, um, <laughs> but let me ask you about your life. Have you ever felt like a bit of a dropped phone? Have you ever felt your life starting to displace some cracks that you didn't intend and that if it was merely up to you, you would like to have avoided? Maybe you would put under pressure by circumstances that you didn't see coming and you had no control over that started to see some cracks emerge in your life. Maybe you were dropped and let down by people, friends, family members, colleagues, bosses, employees, and that left you a little bit damaged. The good news is if you've got a cracked phone screen, you can take it to people and they can repair it. The good news is if you feel that your life is damaged and you've got some cracks appearing in your life, you can actually present yourself to God and God can repair the cracks in your life. But here's the question. What if there was a way to prevent them happening in the first place? What, what if there was a way, not to, not to dodge the circumstances, but to make you more resilient when the circumstances, when the people, when the pressure, when the fear, when the doubt comes your way? What if there was a way that you, like this phone screen, could become bulletproof? And over the next five weeks, we're gonna put it to you that that is actually possible, that God has given us some instructions and some tools and some weapons and some protection that if we take it and use it as the manufacturer intended, that you and I can become more bulletproof. How does that sound? Too good to be true, huh? See, because the thing about life is, is that things are gonna come at you. Things are gonna come at us, but they may take you down, but if you've learned to become bulletproof, they'll take you down, but they won't take you out. They'll knock you over, but they won't knock you out. They may hit you, but, but they won't kill you. That's the difference. Jesus didn't promise a trouble-free life. In fact, He promised a trouble life. But He promises something beyond that, that, that as the, the, the pressure, as the attacks, as the things that come our way that could cause us to be cracked and damaged, that there's actually things that we have access to and we can utilise to make us bulletproof. Now, if you have our Elevate app, well done. You can open it, tap the Bible tile. If you don't have it, you can download it and tap the Bible tile. And it's gonna take you to a letter that Paul, Paul was the, I, I call him the heavyweight champion of the early church. And he wrote letters to various key churches in key locations around the known world. And one of those key locations was a port town called Ephesus. And uh, Paul wrote them a letter 
and we now slice that letter up into six chapters. Okay, he, did, he just wrote it as one letter. We now slice and dice it. It, it makes it easier on the Google SEO to find uh, the various verses. Um, there's six chapters that, that, that we now have in what was this original letter to the church in Ephesus. And the four, the four, the, the, there's three, uh, I explained it to the team this morning, three postural images, metaphors that Paul uses. And really in using them, he takes us through what is in fact the, the message of what it means to, to surrender our life and to follow Jesus. In the first three chapters, you could sum up the, the message that Paul's communicating as, as simply in one word, the word is sit. That Paul takes the time in the first three chapters of the, of the, of the letter to the church in Ephesus to remind us that if we've put our faith in Jesus, if we've chose to follow Him, to make Him our Lord, to, to make Him our Saviour, if we've done that, we, from that moment onwards, not a, not, a, not a week later, not a year later, not the result of five years waiting time, but in that moment, a miracle takes place and that you and I automatically are seated in heavenly places that we are seated in heavenly places and in those heavenly places, we have access, already have access to all spiritual blessings. We don't have to beg for it. We don't have to perform for it. We don't have to work to earn it, but not because of what we've done, but because of what Jesus has done. If we choose to put our faith in Him, that we can now sit confident that we're forgiven, that we're loved, that we're free from that moment onwards. And we can rest in that and we can relax in that and we can celebrate in that and we can be grateful in that. Sit, 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 sit. He then mixes the metaphor in chapter four and tells us to walk. Now I get it, that's kind of weird. How are you supposed to sit and walk at the same time? But Paul starts to talk about that, that, that our salvation isn't merely for us, isn't simply a moment in time, but in fact, out of our salvation, out of our forgiveness, because of God's unconditional love, because of His grace extended to us, we are now to walk in a manner worthy of His calling. Don't take His love for granted. Don't take Him for granted. Well, I'm just gonna keep on sinning, doing everything I used to do, cause God's just gonna keep forgiving. My job is sinning, His job's forgiving. Well, no, walk in a manner worthy of the calling, worthy of the love, worthy of His grace. Walk in a way that demonstrates that God is actually working on you, transforming you from the inside out, that, that a changed life is possible from your past. You may have had a dysfunctional, terrible, negligent upbringing, but God can take you into a new season, a new place, a new set of circumstances because of what He's done for us. And we're to walk in a manner, walk in a manner worthy of His calling. Sit, mm. walk, uh-huh. And then we get to chapter six, which is where I'm gonna drill in to for the next five weeks. He tells us to stand. He tells us to stand because he reminds us that we are in fact in a battle. That we have an enemy, that things are gonna come our way and we don't have to run from them. We don't have to be frightened. We don't have to back off. In fact, 
We're to take our position and stand and stand strong. And it's with that in mind and become bulletproof, we're gonna talk about over these next five weeks. Let me read what Paul wrote in verse 10. Finally, so he's, he's written all this stuff and then he gets to the crescendo. Team, Ephesus, elevate. All great churches start with letter E. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full Armour of God, which by the way, has nothing at the back because you're not meant to be scared. You're not meant to run away. You're not meant to retreat. Put on the full armour of God. That's a bit of bonus content right now. You imagine what you're gonna get for the next four weeks? Man, I'm already lit. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand, there's that word, against the devil's schemes. For our struggle isn't against flesh and blood. Our struggle isn't against our mother-in-law. Our struggle isn't against our boss. Our struggle isn't against our spouse. Our struggle isn't against our teenage kids. Our struggle isn't against our underwhelming bank balance. Our struggle isn't against the fact that I haven't got the job that I was uh, hoping to get. Our struggle isn't against the fact that the lecturer keeps on piling on more and more assignments. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but the, against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. I can't mic drop with this mic, but if I could, that's what I'd be doing right now. Face plant. Brand, brand, Brandon. Brandon, you've got some seriously strange ideas. See, Brandon's already bulletproof. He could face plant and probably the stage would break. But me, I can't, I can't risk messing this up. It's my gift to the world. The money maker, dang, pay that. So let me, over these next five weeks, I just wanna unpack some stuff from that. That's it, verses 10, 11, and 12. That's all we're gonna drill into for five weeks because there is so much stuff in there and it's all about, well, actually, it's not just those three verses. I lied. I lied on the podcast, Neil. Uh, starting with those verses and we're gonna continue on looking at this full armour of God. And Paul describes to you and to me how we can become Bulletproof, not troubleproof, but bulletproof. And the first thing that Paul talks about is we need to know our ally. Who is on your side? Who, if there's no armor on the back, who's got your back? Who's sending you into battle? Who's fighting alongside you? Who are you, who are you going into? these circumstances with. Know your ally, know him, know him, know him. Know, know, not just know that he exists, but know his character, know what he's capable of, understand his power. That is where the game starts to change. Now, let me, I'm gonna talk about our ally, but let, let me get into the Wayback Machine and I'm gonna take you back to the 80s and the 90s. Are you ready? Some of you haven't left. Uh, I'm gonna take you back to the 80s and 90s. In the 80s and 90s, and uh, there was a thing called a mixtape. How many of you remember the mixtape? And I don't, re I don't, yeah, I don't remember from a Google search. I mean, you physically held one in your hand, okay? Yeah, 
a mixtape. Now the purpose just, so the rest of you under 40s, let me catch you up. The purpose of a mixtape, creating a mixtape, was to either uh, uh, record songs off the radio and using another tape, and then you would then dub them into a kind of master tape and you'd have like the best hits of, of that particular year. Or, or maybe you wanted to create some, some particular themed music, you know, funky 70s beats uh, or uh, my mum's favourite songs, which the ones that she hated and you like to play loud. The other purpose of a mixtape was putting it together to give as a gift to impress a girl that you liked. And you put all these highly thoughtful, well-curated songs back to back to back to back. And how could she ever say no to you from that moment on? Mixtape, baby. Now Drake calls what he does these days a mixtape. Chance the Rapper calls what he does these days a mixtape. Nah, nah, mate. Because unless you've used these tools, you have not created a mixtape. Let me walk you through the tools of the trade. You start with a cassette tape. My brand of choice, Stewie, was a TDK. Yeah, and if I'd been saving my pocket money, I would buy the TDK Gold. Yeah, yeah, that was next level, man. They, they stretched slower than the other ones stretched. So you needed a cassette tape. That's what this is, everyone, by the way, cassette tape. You also needed a twin deck cassette player. Twin deck cassette player. Because the way it would work is you'd have your master tape, which is the songs you rip from the radio or, or, or rip from your buddy or whatever. And, and you take your, your sort of song and then you'd have the, the blank cassette tape and, 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 and you'd get these twin decks. Like you've got to just visualise this, right? Come on, you digital natives, go with me here. This is an analog world, it's exciting times. Lived on the edge, I'm telling you. And so you would have the, 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 the cassette tape in the first deck, that's the primary deck, that's got the song on it. And then you have your blank cassette tape, which you wanna put the song on. So you'd get that ready and you'd get this ready. And, and what you'd do is, is you'd push play on the, on the one with the songs on it and you'd, have to, and, you'd ha- and you'd push play and record on the second one. And then you'd listen, 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 couldn't leave the room, wait till it's finished and stop, right? But hey, but wait, 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 no. But see, but see that's the peasant version. So this one over here, that's, that's the peasant version. That's the you didn't get much pocket money version or you spent it on far less important things than making mixtapes. Because if you really took making mixtapes seriously, you would have upgraded to a deck a bit more like this from the very well-known brand JVC. <laughs> God rest their souls. Um, because on this deck, this deck had a few features that this deck did not. For example, you could adjust the levels as you recorded. So that when you gave that mixtape over to Sharon, Sharon wouldn't be listening to her favourite David Bowie track at level seven, only to be innocently confronted with wretched marks blasting out at level nine because you couldn't control the levels. The master had the wrong, so you could control the levels. But, but, but listen, the specs didn't end there. 
Let me tell you what other piece of witchcraft the upgraded version could do. You didn't have to, with the upgraded version, you didn't have to time the push play and the push play and record on the second deck because you could do this. You could press the pause button on the second deck, then push the play and record on that deck, and then you could actually retire that hand for a song. And all you needed to do was, was push play on the master deck and the pause button would automatically come off the second one and it would start recording by itself. <laughs> you remember that, Neil? Genius. Neil's more, Neil's more of a gramophone man, so. Uh... Oh, sorry, uh, I forgot. Some of you are wondering what the Jimmy is a pencil doing there. I also realise some of you are wondering what that is. That's a pencil. Now, because here, here's the thing. To make a mixtape impressive, there had to be evenly timed breaks or no breaks between one song to the next. And doing that by pushing fast forward, rewind, fast forward, rewind, very, very tricky, let me tell you. Plus there was no drag and drop back then. So what you would do is you would take this piece of high-tech equipment known as a lead pencil, you would insert said lead pencil into one of the two holes in the cassette tape and you would rewind or fast forward, take the pencil out, thing is cued like a boss. Some of you can leave right now and you think, man, that was time well spent Sunday morning, putting on some double layers of warm undies. We don't do mixtapes now, I get that. They might come back, they probably won't. We do playlists now. We do uh, Spotify playlists, we do Apple Music playlists, we do iTunes playlists. Uh, Jordan May does uh, illegally streamed, ripped off, uh, torrented playlists. And I I pray for his eternal salvation every day. Um, It's still yet to see that thing turn around. But uh, you know, I'm bulletproof, I'll keep praying. But I'm pretty confident that every one of us has a playlist or more playlists running through our head and not of the musical variety, but things that are going on in our head, things that are being said to us, things that we're meditating on, things that we're thinking about. And the words go on and on and on. And some of it's not good. Some of it's the I'm too fat playlist. No one could ever love me playlist. I'm a failure playlist. I had a dysfunctional upbringing and could never amount to anything, playlist. My marriage didn't succeed, playlist. I wonder what's gonna fail next, playlist. I'm not good enough, playlist. No one could ever love me, playlist. I'm stuck in this ditch forever. I'm never gonna be able to change, playlist. This thing I've been dealing with for 10 years, if I haven't shaken it yet, I ain't never gonna shake it anymore. That's a country music playlist, that one right there. I could never do what God has called me to do, playlist. And some of these go on on a loop inside your head. And by listening to them, you're starting to crack. You're starting to feel damaged. And you feel anything but bulletproof.
Well, in breaking this morning, let me tell you, when you decided, or when you decide this morning to put your faith in Jesus, to start to follow Him, at that moment, He has a curated playlist already ready, already ready to drop into your head, to drop into your heart, to drop into your life. And all you need to do is tune into that playlist. Push play and listen and listen and listen and turn the volume up on that and let it drown out any of those other playlists that come around. Here's a playlist that God created for you. You are a new creation. Put your faith in Jesus. You are a new creation. The new creation playlist. It's a flipping cracker. The old is gone, behold, the new has come. Yeah, but, 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 ah! No, I, cre- I curated this playlist, buddy. You just listen to it how I made it. Yeah. Don't be inserting your own little edits in there. Uh-uh, it's finished, it's done. Just push play, listen to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. Mm, sure is. What about the you're created in the image of God playlist? Well, it doesn't feel like I'm gonna look in the mirror. I didn't ask you what your playlist has on it, I'm telling you the playlist I curated for you. It's, it's that I love you. Uh, in fact, I love you so much and you're worth so much to me that I sent my son Jesus to die for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tune into that playlist, created in the image of God. Wow, game changer. And then Paul, Paul riffs on one when he starts this little outro to his letter to the church in Ephesus. It's called the be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. There's a playlist. Put that in the front of the queue. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. It doesn't say be strong in your own strength. That's not the playlist. That's not how God curated it. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might, in His mighty power. See, too often we try to do life in our own strength, face challenges just using our own power, our own smarts, our own experience and fail to understand that there's a God who's our ally, who's given us all spiritual blessings. We've got access to that. And no matter what the circumstances are that come against us, they may hit us, but they're not gonna take us out. We can become bulletproof. And guys, I gotta tell you, I am one and I know it, we are the worst at this. Because the same mentality that before GPS caused you to be too proud to stop and ask for directions, the same pride that causes you to simply throw the IKEA instructions in the bin before you start the build process, The same spirit of wild abandonment that caused you to dress up in your Superman costume and jump off household furniture items that was so high that that terrified your parents to look at because Superman can fly. And by the way, he's bulletproof. Yeah, that's right, he is, you ain't. Not in your own power, not in your own strength. In fact, if you think you are, that's your kryptonite. See what I did there? We've got an ally who sends us into battle, sends us into life, not only not expecting us to do it, to do life, to face challenges, 
to embark in battles, to take on enemies. Not only, not only does He not expect us to do them on our own, He promises to be there with us, offering us His strength and His mighty power. It's a pretty cool ally, huh? Yeah. Now, you wouldn't need an ally if you didn't have an opponent. <laughs> Duh, bruh. I know. That's why I get paid the big bucks. See, the natural enemy of the phone is the ground. <laughs> and the natural enemy of someone who's chosen to follow Jesus and is committed to living out his purpose and his plan and his calling is the devil. Again, from Paul, y'all, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, the devil and his fallen angels, and against the spiritual forces in the heavenly realms. The devil's backstory is he was an angel called Lucifer. And he's in heaven and he's doing good. Heaven's cool. But then he has the bright idea, or what he thought was a bright idea, to actually position himself to be equal with God. And God said, I don't do equals. There's no position vacant alongside me. I'm God and will always be God. And there will be no other gods beside me. And so he actually banished Lucifer. And by the way, the other thing that's weird about this part of Lucifer's backstory is a third of the angels chose to join Lucifer out of heaven in hell and remain there to this day. And here's the thing, if I was the devil, because that's the backstory, and you think, what? He left, he, he, he was in heaven and, and, and that wasn't good enough for him? Like, but he's very real, he's very clever, and he's very active. And, and you might think, mm, I, I don't wanna tell you what you are thinking, but you might think, even right now, oh, it sounds a little bit far-fetched, Mark. It sounds a little bit, you know, kinda, C.S. Lewis-ish, kind of Marvel comics-ish. Well, if I was the devil and my goal was to take you out, I think the first thing I'd try to do is convince you that I didn't exist. Because you wouldn't feel the need to take up armour against an opponent that you didn't think was real. It's just like, huh, huh? I convinced you I didn't exist. I was like, and you're like, mm, the devil? Nah, it's not real. I mean, it's in the Bible, but like, you know, it's just the Bible, right? <laughs> Don't believe everything you read. Internet, yes. Bible, definitely not. <laughs> Facebook for a child. <laughs> or if I couldn't convince you that I didn't exist, if you, oh yeah, I read in the Bible, yeah, yeah, devil exists, okay, I get it, I believe you. I'd convince you that I'm not actually a very big deal that I'm real, but I ain't got much going on. So just like, you know, I'm there, but you don't have to really pay me much attention. 
Or if I couldn't convince you of that, if I was a devil and you wouldn't, you wouldn't give up the fact that I'm real and you wouldn't give up the fact that I've got some game, I'd, I'd just simply convince you that you're good. I, I'm not coming after you. You can just do what everyone else does and I'm just gonna leave you alone. That's right, that's, that'd be my strategy. That's a freaking killer strategy right there. Because you wouldn't take up arms against someone that's got, that doesn't exist or doesn't have any power or are interested in coming after you. But that's not what Paul tells us. That's not where he's at. He says that we are to take our stand against the devil's schemes. You know, he's, his, <laughs> he spends time with his fallen angels strategizing ways to take you down and ultimately take you out. He's looking for weaknesses. He's looking for chinks in your armour. He's looking for points of vulnerability. He's looking for habits that you haven't been able to shake and He's gonna keep pushing them and pushing them and pushing them. And as long as He's pushing them, He's he's gonna keep you down. He's looking for, for words that light your fuse that cause you to turn away from the things of God and away from what God's called you to do and get caught up in things that God ain't called you to do. And they, and they sit around this table strategizing, scheming. Because ba- he doesn't take a one-size-fits-all approach, by the way, because your weakness is different from my weakness. So he's gonna scheme differently for me than he is for you. But whatever he comes up with, understand, he's got your number and he's scheming. And Paul says that we're to take our stand against the devil's schemes. Here's the thing, I'm nearly done, but just understand, the devil's real. The devil's evil. Do you wonder why there's evil in the world? It's because the devil roams around the world looking for people to devour. He's a troublemaker. Be aware, don't be ignorant, but don't obsess either. The focus of this next four weeks isn't gonna be on the devil. The focus of this next four weeks is gonna be on Jesus. Because the way to keep the devil out is to keep Jesus in. Because the devil don't go where Jesus is. He comes looking and Jesus said, "Uh, buddy, this one's taken. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. The next four weeks, we're gonna unpack what that armour is, why it was created, and how to use it effectively. And all of those things matter. (laughs) We've got Lance Corporal Taylor in here today. I was gonna get him up here to do one-handed push-ups. And by the way, when he does one-handed push-ups, his actual legs are off the ground as well. It's very impressive. You can ask him if you don't believe me, but if you're in the military, in the armed forces, and you're given some armour, and you either don't put it on when you go into battle, or you put it on but you don't know how it works, put it on backwards, upside down, forget to... You're in trouble. (laughs) You're in trouble. The key key with armour... And I don't speak entirely in a professional manner here, 
from an armed forces point of view. But what I've observed, the key with armour is to train with it before you go into battle, understand what it does so that you are prepared for when the, fi- when the fight comes, when the shots are fired, when the thoughts come, when the circumstances change. Don't think that in the middle of the battle is when you're gonna put that stuff on and figure out how it works. Stupid instructions. And so even if you are not currently in a battle, be here for the next four weeks because we're gonna prepare you for when you invariably will come into your next battle. Or some of you are feeling shots fired right now. And I'm gonna pray that, that, that over these next four weeks that God's gonna give you and show you and teach you and remind you and, and, and give you stuff that's gonna mean, yeah, you'll still get hit. You'll still get hurt, but you will not be taken out by what the devil schemes against you. Hey, some of you this morning, this is your day to change your playlist. Your playlist is that you can this morning, right here, right now, have access to the very thing that Paul talked about sitting in, that you can have access this morning to God's love, God's forgiveness, access to a relationship with Him and start a new playlist. If you haven't done that yet, and I know many of you have, but if you haven't done that yet, right here, right now, before you leave, we wanna give you that opportunity. And all I want you to do in a moment, for those of you that have never accepted that love and that forgiveness and said, Jesus, I want that relationship with you. All I want you to do in a moment is just put your hand up and you say to him, God, that's me today. I want that, I want that, I want that. I want that new start. I want that love. I want that forgiveness. And he promises it's coming right your way in that moment. So those of you that have never actually taken that gift, just put your hand up now. I'll see your hand, you put it down. I'm gonna pray for you from, from up here on the stage. We don't wanna miss anybody. I know most of you have made this decision. I get that, I love that. And God's bringing more and more people who need to make that decision. But if you've never made that, don't leave here without making that decision this morning. Starting a new playlist in your world.